Hello and welcome to Energy Medicine, the podcast hosted by Dr. Mary Sanders, a visionary medical intuitive and chiropractor. I'm Dr. Mary, and today's episode, we're diving deep into the world of energy-based modalities, exploring how they serve as powerful tools to align your mind, body, and spirit. Get ready for a transformative journey as we unravel the mysteries of energy medicine and discover the keys to unlocking your true potential for health and vitality. Today's guest is Michelle Rose Kennedy. Not only is Michelle a Reiki master, but also an Akashic Records reader, a clairvoyant channel, and an author. She combined these gifts with the energy of sounds, crystals, and light to help her clients heal. She'll be talking about how the Akashic Records can be used as a healing modality. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website at www.drmarysanders.com to download a free guide to boost your energy centers to experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, listeners, to the podcast, Energy Medicine. My name is Dr. Mary Sanders, and I am your host for today's dynamic episode. I have a beautiful guest that I will introduce in a moment. But listeners, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being you, and thank you for taking time to join us today on the podcast. I really intuitively know that the wisdom that will be shared will take you to a realm outside of your physical body for healing with the intention of healing the physical body. So I would like to take this time to welcome Michelle. And Michelle has been a Reiki master since 2009. And she's an Akashic Records reader for over 15 years after she awakened in her level one Usui Reiki training. Now, some of you listeners may be asking yourself the question, what are the Akashic Records? And I'm not going to answer that question. That'll be something that Michelle can answer for us. But she started a journey of self-healing through not only yoga, which many of us have had that path, but she also added in Reiki. And then she began teaching others and practicing on behalf of others to heal. So it's my honor to welcome her and to let you know that the title of today's podcast is How to Utilize the Akashic Records as a Healing Modality. Michelle, welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine. It's my honor to hold space for you today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Listeners, a full disclosure, uh, Michelle was due to be on the podcast about a week or 10 days ago. And unfortunately, she was hit with an infection that has impacted um, her throat. And you'll hear that. But know that this is part of her own healing journey. And she'll openly talk about all of that, I'm sure. But Michelle, let's start with the, the basic understanding as to 
what, where are the Akashic records? How do we as listeners access the information within the Akashic records? And then how do you incorporate all of this information back into the physical body for transformational healing? So I get that I just asked you a really complex question. So feel free to break it apart. And we are all yours. So I will definitely start with the what. What are the Akashic Records? There are different interpretations, but uh, whether it is a library, which a lot of people refer to it as an etheric or divine library of all of our lifetimes, all of our life experiences now, all of our karmic entanglements and um, ancestral uh, chains, as well as future potentials. I like to think of it less like a book or a library, and it's more like a memory bank where, for example, when I do an Akashic Records session, I may get audio, I may get video, (laughs) like moving scenes or flashes of, of snapshots of people's past lives or past experiences. So to me, it's kind of more like a cloud (laughs) You know, like a cloud memory um, for each of us. And we each have them. And there, of course, may be overlaps with our uh, kindred spirits and our family members and things like that. But we each have our own individual Akashic records. I also believe that with that, each of us has a record keeper that we have agreed with this being to take note of all the experiences and all of uh, the lifetimes. In theory, all of us can access our Akashic records, but so many of us dismiss our psychic abilities or visions and things that come in. And it's so easy to dismiss them because they may seem surreal or out of this world. Um, But it does exist. And it exists in a way that as you raise your vibration and as you open to your intuition, you eventually can access it. And if you want more of a fast track, you would (laughs) consult with somebody who can access the Akashic Records. And the beautiful thing about it is because we are on Earth and have free will, no Akashic Record reader can invade your Akashic Records for their own gain, for specific reasons, whatever it may be. It is all very highly secure, probably more secure than a cloud, (laughs) that only what you need to know and what is necessary for your soul's evolution in this lifetime at this time will be relevant and accessible to the Akashic Record Reader. And that is kind of up to your interpretation as it goes, but also for me, with the Akashic Records and, and working Reiki into it, what does come through is valuable to that person's healing, whether it's spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, or a combination of some. That we, for example, we all are learning because they're finally studying trauma, that trauma is stored in the cells in the body, and trauma does cause so many autoimmune issues in the body. And so with the Akashic Records, which, as you mentioned, in my level one 
uh, Reiki training, those doors opened for me completely, which I had access here and there in my younger years, but didn't know that's what it was. And I started attracting a lot of clients that had trauma and not realizing that was going to be my specialty. But Akashic Records would open, I would see things that happened to them in this lifetime or another and help them through it mentally, emotionally, physically. And it worked. And it works really, really well. Many of my clients would tell me how they were in therapy for seven years, 10 years, 15 years. And the work that we did in a few months was more than they did in therapy all that time. And I'm not dismissing therapy because it is very, very, a very valuable modality of healing. But when we go into the energy of things, it so amplifies all other levels of healing. That's a beautiful description. And I'm so grateful that you chose those words to open up this episode for the podcast. And I'd like to go back and ask for additional explanation about we talk about, and I know I know exactly what you say, when many references refer to the Akashic Records as a library. So essentially, you alluded to the fact that it is a location, and there's one larger location, and then we happen to each and every beautiful spirit that's on this planet, whoever has been on this planet, has their own unique, I'm going to say vault, an area that contains their own information. And you even said it, and I want to go back to this for the benefit of everybody listening, in that there is a gatekeeper, a gatekeeper at the main entrance of the library. And for me, when I visualize the Akashic Records, it looks like um, for me, it shows up in a crystalline format. It looks like Superman's home. If you remember the original Superman movies, you know, where he goes to visit his parents. And so I see this crystalline formation as being the main entrance for where everything is stored, right, within crystalline formation. And then I greet the second gatekeeper for the individual, personal individual, and they get to go and retrieve and access the information that is pertinent to the reading at the given time for the person receiving the information. So, Michelle, can you further explain what you see? Because I know you're using clairvoyance because you're uh, you're seeing images, and I know you use clairaudience because you're hearing information. But can you give us more details as to the location, the general location, the individual location, and what can actually be accessed? Sure. So, general location. It is an etheric or energetic library. So it is not on this earthly plane. It is somewhere when we think of um, like the spirit temples that kind of hover over different areas of the world and try to hold space and hold the vibration of those areas. It's kind of like that. As for a specific location, I don't want to pinpoint it. I've never been given that information. So anything I say would be a guess. I know some people believe that if we're getting into galactic Akashic records, that the Andromedons hold the records. Some say that the Pleiadians do. I don't think it's any one group. I think that it is probably a, a group of many, many different types of beings that protect it and guard it and are our record keepers. They could be any 
type of life form that are holding that space. And I love what you said about Superman because I have thought that too with how Superman goes and he puts the crystal in and he gets the information that he needs. It's the records. Like they recorded everything for him. For me, it's more light than crystalline, but this is kind of tomato, tomato that crystalline and light are so very much this a similar vibration. And I think that it is that kind of gatekeeper, like me, myself, I'm not necessarily speaking directly to your gatekeeper or, or record holder, record keeper. My record keeper is speaking to your record keeper and they're consulting. And then mine will give me the images, the sound, the audio files, the, the clear cognizance. And that's a lot. Clear cognizance is a huge one. And I think it's probably the most common for most people to feel first. Clear cognizance just briefly is the knowing. Don't know how you know, but you know. Can I give an example of, of that? I would love to. Yes, please. So uh, once upon a time, my husband worked with, had a baby. And the baby had some kind of brain issue when it was born. And they wanted prayers and, you know, put a, put a picture on social media, prayers, we don't know what's wrong, we don't know what's going to happen. And my husband was like, can you send this baby Reiki? I said, sure. And I said, do we have a name? Do we have a hospital? He's like, uh, I don't know, it's just New York City. <laughs> so I had the image, which was great because that's, I'm very visual. So the image helped and I sent, and then I said, you know what, I have to enlist my other Reiki people because they were, they were open to it. So I said, it's Mount Sinai Hospital, right? And he goes, I didn't tell you a hospital. What makes you think it's Mount Sinai? I said, I don't know. I, I just know. He's like, I don't think it is. I don't know. I said, well, then I won't say it. But literally when they were going home from the hospital, there's a picture of her in the wheelchair holding the baby in Mount Sinai Hospital above. And that's just clear cognizance. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. Went through the whole social media threads and never once was it mentioned until after they went home. So, um, you know, claircognizance is just that thing. And the more and more you raise your vibration and the more you connect with your intuition and your guides, the more you trust it. And when claircognizance happens, you're like, I don't know, I just know. So let's talk about this a little bit deeper, because what you're explaining to us is that you access information by opening and expanding the seventh chakra and raising the frequency, which to me opens up that portal to higher dimensions uh, above and beyond the seven traditional seven chakras that we refer to. And so would you say to the listeners that you're opening up literally a scaffolding, a portal to be able to lift up and out, still obviously staying within your physical body and maintaining a certain element of grounding? Uh, but then do you feel as though you access the Akashic records? I guess I'm putting words into your mouth and I don't want to, but do you feel that you go up and out the seventh? Is that how you direct your energy in order to get to this space of the Akashic record? Yes. And put those words in my mouth because that is exactly it. It is well above. I'd be willing to say 12th to 15th chakra, way up there, that it just opens. Yes, grounding, 
um, grounding is a huge part of it because the higher you go up, the deeper you need to go down. And I am a Taurus, Taurus sun, Taurus rising, Virgo moon. So I am all these earth signs. I need to ground in order to do this work. And I ground deeply. So because I ground deeply, I can safely access those higher chakras. And so, yes, and it just comes down. It is, you know, wh whether you want to consider it like this kind of tag team of handing down information into those chakras for me. But yeah, and it's not really for me. It's for the person who really needs to receive it. But yes, and it is 100% helpful in that healing journey, whatever the case may be. Okay, so first and foremost, Michelle, I am applauding you sitting here in my desk in Boulder, Colorado, because for if I've said it once, I've said it over a hundred times in holding space for others in the healing journey, in that the higher the frequency, the more you get to ground, deeper and wider. Because what happens is, is that people will pop out, they physically leave their body. And the greatest physical transformation and spiritual transformation happens when the spirit is fully embodied within her human helm. And so I, Michelle, love, love, love the fact that you are educating others on the importance of grounding as we all listeners, every single one of you listening, have the ability to access these places and these domains and this, these dimensions that Michelle is talking about. It's just the trick and the training comes in being embodied in within the physical home. Now, Michelle, you were just getting ready to start talking about, okay, so now that we can access this information or we find somebody that can access this information, how can I impact my physical healing journey? So if I'm dealing with uh, type 1 diabetes, if I'm dealing with um, uterine fibroids, if I'm dealing with Hashimoto's, how do I physically, how do I take that information? What questions do I need to ask? What needs to happen in order for me to embody the physical transformation? Great question. I'm going to start with the reminder that each and every one of us are responsible for our own healing. Whether it's a doctor and medication or it's an energy healer or a therapist, we all have free will and we are the healer of ourselves. And I also do not believe that any one person has brought it upon themselves, which is a thing that I think existed, let's say, a couple of decades ago that people were saying that particularly in this area of wellness that, well, it's a thought, it's a belief. And I love Louise Hay, and I 100% believe that we have limiting beliefs that can contribute to our illness or sickness of the body. However, if it's, and we know this now, trauma-based, we were not conscious of it. We created these limiting beliefs for survival and such. And so what I often say at the beginning of a session is, take me back to where this issue began and whatever that may be. And there may be multiple points in this person's Akashic records, present life, past life, ancestral, and all these areas where it began. And then it's, it's almost like this 
very gentle digging, like, like an archaeological dig of brushing away these layers of pain, trauma, limiting beliefs, survival behaviors that start going. I want to emphasize that I myself have some physical conditions that I was born with, right? That are with me. I believe personally that these, I don't want to call them disabilities, but we'll call them that for just for the moment that they helped me become the healer that I am because I learned compassion. I learned humility and everything is so much better and through energy work and yoga and medication that I have become a master of the issues that I can live my life normally. But I don't believe there's one like medicine for everything, like the cure all, um, that we sometimes have to do a little west, a little east, and a little inner. But anyway, so going back to the condition, let's say diabetes or cancer or something like that. And I say to the guides, take us back to where we need to go, where this began. And we may take this journey, this ride into a past trauma in this lifetime or a past lifetime and a particular ending that was too soon, unfinished karma, something like that. And it transferred to this physical experience because it was, even though when we go to heaven, everything's kind of resolved and everyone's happy and joyful. If we decide to come back, we sometimes say, I would like to address that karma again. And it comes through. We don't always know why, how, or what we're supposed to do with it. So that kind of opens things up. And to use an example, again, um, I had a client who came to me with severe claustrophobia and she had to have an MRI and she was terrified. And we did a session and same thing, bring us back to wherever this issue began. We went back into a past life where she was a minor and she was in one section of the mine where it caved in, was alone, lights going out, oxygen going, knew, knew they were dying. And by seeing that, and then an angel showed itself there, and it, she was a he in that lifetime, as he was dying and praying, the angel was singing with him and holding him. And when the session was over, I told her all of this. I usually ask a client their perceptions and experiences first. She was like, I'm very relaxed. I'm very calm. I don't think I've ever been this calm. And then I told her what happened and she was like, wow, that's really intense. Um, but you're telling me this and I feel really peaceful. I was like, okay. Two days later, she gets her MRI. She writes me back. She goes, I didn't need headphones. I didn't need to take a pill. I was fine. I don't understand how that happened or how that worked, but thank you. Mm. Michelle, what I'm hearing you share with all of us in your stories is that your belief system, and I agree with it, and that trauma is stored on a cellular level and imprinted energetically within all of us. And we consciously choose on some level. We come in and genetically, uh, you know, talk about genetic expressions or recessive genes that come into expression based upon environment. But I hear you making the connection between holding cellular trauma 
accessing information from the Akashic Records, which then releases the imprint energetically in the cells. So that's where you're bridging the gap between the energetic and spiritual domain of the Akashic Records and the physical, the tangible body that we have and carry around on this planet. And I think that that's beautiful. And I also am compelled to go back to the idea that you chose to come into this world with an expression, we use the term disability, but yet that impairment, if you will, opened up other other ways of accessing information. And I will share, and I think all the listeners will know by now that I've shared the story of my hearing impairment, where I hear half of what the average person hears, but quite honestly, I consider it not an impairment, but a blessing because of just surviving in this world in the 60s with hearing impairment as a young person. I got to embrace that information can be received in, a, in above and beyond the traditional five senses. So Again, I I do believe that all of us have um, areas of challenges physically that can then become areas of strength for all of us. Yes. So, yeah, I really honor that. And I and I and I felt you when you said that. So listeners, I want to share with you that as I'm watching Michelle, it is clear to me that she has a gift, the gift, and I do see the expansion around her physical head. So when you look at Michelle, and I know that there may be some snippets that you get to see of her, but she um, has a beautiful circular kind of cranium along with this like curly red hair. And you can see like the energy is she is opening up her fifth and her sixth and her seventh and beyond, you can see that diffusion energetically when you look at her in real life. So it's clear to me that um, Michelle is operating within her strengths, listeners. She is pulling pulling in and accessing information for the greater good. So um, for that, I'm incredibly thankful. Now, are there any tips or any words of wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners before we go our separate ways today, Michelle? I would just like to add that there's there's an element of readiness as well, that our conscious and our subconscious are not always in alignment, and there's a readiness to release. Like that person with the claustrophobia was ready to release that. And sometimes it's not just conscious and subconscious, but it's karmic that we can have um, something going on in our body, health health issue, for instance, and doctors can't figure it out. We can't figure it out, but it's it's debilitating and we don't know why and we're frustrated and we feel stuck. And it may be something that we need to go through and overcome in divine time and Doctors, energy healers may be able to provide some comfort to symptoms, but may not be able to help you cure it because there is something, some kind of divine outcome that needs to happen within a particular time or within a particular realization, self-actualization that has to occur. 
I agree with that. And again, you know, back to the story with the young lady who absolutely positively had to have for diagnostic reasons, um, you know, an enclosed MRI. I mean, the universe, however you want to perceive it, uh, the universe presented that opportunity for her to overcome whatever trauma she had within her physical body. And it's unfortunate. And I do think that one of my intentions by holding this podcast for energy medicine is that, you know, unfortunately, the way that the, I'm going to generalize and just say the American Western society is that the work energy medicine is still perceived as alternative or adjunctive or complementary. And it isn't uncommon for patients to go through a series of diagnosticians, you know, trying to get to the core root when they haven't had the success that they were looking for, that they finally surrender and say, I don't care, I'm going to do whatever is necessary in order to get to the root of it. When somebody is at that threshold, when you talked about you, I'm using the word threshold, you use the word readiness, you know, and you say it is divine timing, you know, that that person then says, I am truly energetically aligned to release whatever it is that, that no longer serves me within present time. And that's truly when a person, a spirit residing within their physical home, steps up, takes the essence of empowerment and make that decision that then is the time right then and now is the time for the healing. So I hope that the listeners, I hope you don't have to go through some catastrophic event, or I hope you don't have to have, you know, an impending, um, something that forces you into the healing. And I'm hoping that energy medicine is something that you will consider as um, a therapy or modality or an approach to health and wellness, opposed to being forced into it. And you can get ready without a catastrophic event. You can get to that threshold without a catastrophic event. I agree with you 100%. I hope that my dream and vision is that energy medicine will become something that doctors will prescribe. I already have therapists refer, you know what I mean? But I think that it is something that we as humans did once upon a time and we lost it with, you know, mm -hmm. we won't get into that, but with, uh, you know, society has lost many of the ways. And Correct. it is it is something that we did rely on and that did work. And it was part of it because everything was holistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not new. No, it's not. It is absolutely not new. It's just that unfortunately, at the time that it was predominantly used, we didn't have the methodologies that science to have today to research to justify quantitatively and qualitatively the effectiveness of these various different techniques. Yeah, what we are suggesting is not new. It's been around for God knows since the beginning of time. So I think that's a beautiful note to end on, but I have to ask you, Michelle, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? They can come to my website, myreikihealer.com. I am also available by email, michelle at myreikihealer.com. And I am pretty active on Instagram, which is at myreikihealer. And you can DM me there too. I have a lot of little short videos to kind of help you get through whatever things kind of, I, I sometimes do a theme of the week because 
We are a collective consciousness, so I can have several clients in a week all have very similar issues. So I will talk about that sometimes. Um, so those are many places to find me and follow me. I do see clients in person as well as remotely all over the world. And I also do trainings in person and remotely. So yeah, I'm available by all those ways. I know there's a few of you listeners are like, okay, um, I got it, myreikihealer.com. And then your mind is playing tricks on you and you're beginning to wonder how you spell Reiki. Well, Reiki is R-E-I-K-I. So, and you know the drill, listeners, um, on the show notes, all of Michelle's contact information that she just listed off is available to you with a direct link. But I have been following Michelle on social media, and I do find that the reels that she posts to be very authentic. And so the communication is channeled through her. So I would invite you to follow her as well. And listeners, once again, I just want to say thank you to you. And I know all of us collectively are sending a tremendous amount of gratitude to Michelle. So Michelle, thank you so much for being part of our lives today. And uh, we all wish you many blessings for all that you hold space for, for healing for yourself and for others. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for um, listening. And I wish you the best in your podcast and your own personal growth and journey. Thank you. I, I received that open-heartedly. And listeners, I invite you to stay tuned for this short message and we'll be right back. You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.